Welcome back to Primetime KC. On today's episode, we will recap NFL Week 9. The Chiefs pick up a big win in Germany over the Dolphins. Although not everyone on the podcast is so excited about the win. We'll get into that. We'll also break down NFL Week 10, give you guys our lock of the weeks and underdogs of the weeks. Chiefs have a bye week this week, so, you know, obviously we'll talk about the rest of the league, but probably won't harp too much on Kansas City this week compared to all the other games. Alrighty, guys, how are we doing? Uh, I truly think I'm going to go 0-18 and underdog of the week, <laughs> and if that happens, I, I will say this right now. If I go 0-18 and underdog of the week... Yeah, I will do. A, I'll do a full beer mile. Okay, I was gonna say, yeah, that that's fair. If you don't win a single game, you kind of have to. That's that's almost insane. That's that's incredible if you do that. It's incredible, and like I haven't picked shitters. That's the thing. I don't know what's more. John, incre- I don't know what's more incredible is John or you. You haven't won one. John, John can't oh, it's lose John one. by far. John can't fucking am, lose one. Like I'm a I'm a master. I am the fucking underdog of the week guy. There's a chance I might have to do two beer miles. Yeah, I mean, I uh, have have gotten back in the race in lock of the week. I've a couple good weeks for me. I've gotten back in the race. Still not doing too hot underdog though. All right, before we get into this week, Josh, can you update everyone on those standings? John is six and three and is in first place in lock of the week. Jackson and I are tied at four four and one. Underdog of the week, John is six and three. I'm zero and nine. Jackson's two and seven. So picks for this week will go me, Jackson, John. Alrighty, I'm excited to get into this week's slate. Let's see. We have one, two, three, four, have, five, six underdog candidates this week. I'm excited to see who goes with what. Let's start it off on Thursday Night Football. Panthers at Bears. Bears are four-point home favorites. This line has moved up half a point in the last hour. Yeah, I was tempted to take Panthers underdog of the week. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but... I'm not going to because it's Thursday night football curse. Uh, give me the Bears, but I would take Panthers points. I think this is going to be a close game. Yeah, uh, the winner of this game is who doesn't watch it because this is going to be an absolute snooze fest. I doubt Justin Fields plays. I'm pretty sure it's going to be badging again. Um, Bryce Young has looked terrible this season. I mean, Carolina last week, defensively, they, they played well against Indianapolis. Gardner Minshew only had like 130 yards passing. Bryce Young just had two pick sixes in I mean, it's early, right? Like, we're only half a season into their careers, but man, does it look like the Panthers made a franchise-altering mistake taking Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud at this point. Not writing off Bryce Young yet, but as of right now, oof. Um, I'll take the Panthers to cover this one. I'll take Carolina to win this one. I'll just take them to win on the road. Uh, Okay, if you're going to take Carolina to win, I will also take them to win. I'll take them underdog of the week. Um, oh, so we'll boy. see. We'll see if the Thursday night curse applies to underdogs as well. Um, yeah, man, I really don't want to watch this game. I don't really have much to say. I think on the subject of Bryce Young, it's a little difficult to make strong swings of the axe there. Because um, I look, I pointed it out a lot, but I think there's a lot of issues going on outside of just Bryce Young. Um, so we'll have to see exactly how it plays out and in the case of chicago um there's not much left to observe over there i don't really care about the tyson badgett uh arc so yeah in a way in a way this is maybe the most important game left on the Bears' schedule 
because if they can beat Carolina, it keeps Chicago at that number one spot in the draft with Carolina's pick. So this is like the Bears obviously have really nothing to play for anymore. This is kind of the Bears' like biggest moment. I mean, if they lose, they I mean it is what it is. They're both gonna be two and eight, or I guess Carolina be two and seven. But if you're Chicago and you can win this game, while you may hurt your own draft pick a little bit, you do give yourself a better shot at getting the number one overall pick with Carolina's pick. So that's that's a funny aspect of this. Indeed, indeed. Also, I don't know any of DJ Moore's lines this week, but I would take the over on all of them. I love revenge games. All right, all let's right. head into the Sunday slate. Germany got an absolute classic game last week between two really good, uh, two quality teams. This week, oof, we sent them a turd. Colts at Patriots, technically, in Germany. Colts are two-point favorites. Yeah, this game sucks dick. I'm not waking up for it. Uh, <laughs> I was in pain waking up for the Chiefs-Dolphins game, but... Yeah, give me the Colts. I think the Patriots suck. Yeah, this game sucks. I'm not... I don't care. I just okay. don't care. I hope I wake up and Jonathan Taylor drop 40, but I have a really hard time believing that's going to happen. Yeah, the again, the winner of this game will be the one who doesn't watch it. Um, this is going to be dreadful. I saw something on Twitter today, and, you know, it is... It was a by a verified... Not one of those fake verified accounts. It's by a real verified account that... There are rumblings that if New England were to lose this game, Belichick could get fired. I'm not sure I buy that. But, no, bullshit. But that would be very, very interesting. Be a crazy end to his career to get fired in a Germany game. Uh, but yeah, I will just take the. I'll hold my nose and take the Colts. And just yeah, I have no read on this at all. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna take the Colts. Um. Similar to the Thursday night game, definitely not interested. Not interested in waking up at 8.30 a.m. on Sunday. Um, so, yeah, I'll probably catch the second half of this maybe, but um, might just watch soccer instead. Not going to lie. Yeah, I didn't even wake up at 8.30 for this week. I don't know if you guys knew that, but I did I could not. Tell. No, you clearly didn't. You weren't in the chat, man. <laughs> I, I was up. looking I at Twitter, chat. and I was like, wow, no one's active. And I was like, oh, nope, never mind. Jackson's just not awake. <laughs> Yeah, I think yep. I got out of bed at halftime, and then I was like, then they started throwing the game, and I was like, all right, I'm going back to bed. But yeah. well, you missed one of the one of the most incredible plays. I saw I'd the play. Witnessed. Yeah, I saw the the replay. Obviously, didn't get to see it in real time. All right, let's head into the noon slate. Packers at Steelers. Steelers are three point home favorites. Uh, yeah, this is also a shitty game. I don't. <laughs> This is like offense against an offense, and neither offense knows what they're doing. No, yeah. So both lost. I over under is thirty and a half. Hammer the under. Hammer the under. Give me the Steelers. They'll find another way and somehow be six and three. Let me just put this into perspective. We are going into week ten. Najee Harris is the leader for both teams, and this motherfucker has three hundred and eighty two yards rushing. Yeah. That Aaron's, just Aaron Jones has been hurt. I mean that yeah. It's it's bad. It is what it is. Um, Yeah, I was kind of pissed Green Bay won last week. Um, I wanted... I was also very pissed that Stafford didn't play because the Rams would have beaten Green Bay if Stafford played. Instead, we get some fake-ass win versus Mark Rippon, or whatever the fuck his name is, and we fuck our draft pick up a little bit. But uh, this this one will be quite special. I mean, you have potentially the dumbest defensive coordinator in football in Joe Barry against the dumbest offensive coordinator in football in Matt Canada. It truly, 
will test the laws of average. Like something is wacky is going to happen. If you want any bet, just take the first half under. If you're not comfortable taking the full game under, because Green Bay is one of historically the worst first half teams in NFL history on offense. So just go ahead and take that. You'll cash that pretty easily. I'll take Pittsburgh to win the, a very ugly, boring game. Um, yeah, I am going to do something out of pocket here. I'm going to go Steelers minus three is my lock of the week. Um, I don't know, man. I think this is one of those classic Mike Tomlin games. Um, I'd like the Steelers to win. Taking them to win by more than three is honestly the part I don't like. Um, I feel like, you know, they're very capable of just winning by three. Um, but I just, I think the Packers are bad. I think in Pittsburgh, um, I think it's a good week for Mike Tomlin to keep working towards that that yeah, elusive 500 season that, that he gets every year. Yeah. So I am going to take it here. Um, it's really ugly because you're betting with just a sloppy team and a crappy offensive coordinator. Um, but on the other hand, man, the Packers are pretty garbage. Pretty, pretty garbage. So I think maybe the Steelers are a little disrespected here. I think it also needs to be said, too, uh, if John somehow loses this week, and let's say Jackson and I both hit our lock of the week, we are all within first and last place of a game. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's so it's going to come down to the seat. Uh, it's going to come down to the last week. So it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, this game, honestly, preseason looked like a shitter, but it actually seems a little entertaining now. Texans at Bengals. Bengals are seven point home favorites. I'm not going to drink the Kool-Aid. This is – someone's going to take – Jackson, I know you can't – you're like maybe probably thinking about underdog of the week Texans. I'm not taking it. I really still do like C.J. Stroud after that hell of a performance. You guys know where I stand on C.J. Stroud since the day he got drafted. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to take Bengals, but honest to God, I'll probably take Texans plus seven. I might move it up a few points, but I'll take Texans plus seven if I had to pick. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not falling for it. I mean, this is another spot where it's kind of like when Houston traveled to Carolina and I was kind of like, that line makes no sense. That's kind of how I feel about this one. I would think that this would be like plus four, plus five for Houston. I feel like they're getting value here, but yeah, I'm not falling for it. Um, I know Stroud's having a historical rookie season, but rookie quarterbacks lay eggs all the fucking time. They go from being great to shit like it's nothing. So give me Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's right now... I'd power rate them as the third best team in the AFC. They figured their shit out. Uh, took them last week as my lock of the week. Never even had to sweat that one, to be completely honest. Uh, yeah, I like Cincinnati to keep rolling here. Yeah, I like Cincinnati as well. Um, I think they're playing pretty good football at the moment. Um, back up to 5-3, and three and they're towards the top of the AFC yet again. Um, so they obviously were going to put themselves back into that conversation. And as much as the Texans had a convincing win last week, the Bengals took care of business pretty nicely against Buffalo. So I'll take them to win this game. Titans at Bucks. Bucks are one and a half point home favorites. Yep, Will Levis getting the start for the Bucks. Uh, not the Bucks. Excuse me, the Titans. That'd be a uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Titans. I think the Titans get it done here. Get their first road win of the season. I think Tampa's due. I mean, Baker had a great week last week. I don't know if he can replicate that, but lost four in a row. The returning home. I mean, is Tampa really going to let two rookie quarterbacks in a row cook their ass? 
They might, but I, I have a hard time believing it, so I'll just go Tampa. Um, I'm going to go Tampa as well. Um, I think the Titans aren't exactly that convincing. Will Levis had a good debut to start off, but uh, didn't really do too much against the Steelers last week. Um, but, you know, it was a difficult matchup, so we'll see if he can make something happen. It should be a close game at the very least. I'll take the Bucks though. Alrighty, moving on. We have really good AFC North matchup. Browns at Ravens. Ravens are six-point home favorites. Yeah, I think this game is going to really be the game that the Ravens really cement their uh, dominance in this division and kind of start taking or going away with the division. I got the Ravens, and I really like Ravens minus six here. But I will say you can never not trust this Browns defense, so it's going to be very interesting. The Browns, they did get a win against the Ravens early in the year. I believe that's one of the two Ravens loss, correct? Them and the Colts? No, no. The Ravens have lost. Browns beat the Bengals. Browns beat Bengals, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I like Ravens. I would take Ravens minus six, but if it goes any higher than seven, I'd take Browns plus seven. Yeah, I, I'll take Baltimore here. Like, I think I said I Cincinnati power rated as my third best AFC team. I've felt this way for a few weeks now. I have Baltimore power rated as my first best AFC team. I think they're the team to beat in the AFC right now. Um, look, man, they're just skull-fucking people. Like, Detroit playing, having a great season. They come in, get their ass killed. You're talking about Seattle, a competent team. You know, they're not like a shit team. They were first in the NFC West heading into that game. Never had a chance. Not from the get-go. Like, it, just, they never even stood a chance. This Ravens defense, when they got Raquan Smith at the trade deadline last year, that completely transformed this unit. And it really didn't matter last year because Lamar missed the end of the year. But it's mattering right now because this is one of the best defenses in the league. And you combine that with Lamar Jackson on offense... Man, I I don't want to go to Baltimore in January. I'll say that. I, that's a place I don't want to go. Yep, I think this is a pretty um, pretty common uh, opinion at this point that the Ravens are the most scary team in the AFC. I don't think it's necessarily a misguided one either. Um, obviously, one thing that you always have to look out for talking Ravens long-term is uh, Lamar hasn't been there in January back-to-back seasons um but if he is look it's very dangerous um the browns on the other hand i don't think they're gonna have the firepower to come ahead in this one um and as good as their defense is i think the ravens will put up enough points to uh fend them off so i will take baltimore um i like them to get a good divisional win at home every if the if the season ended today every single team in the afc north would be in the playoffs never happened the bills wouldn't Never happened in NFL history that every team in one division made the playoffs. wasn't possible until the seven-team um, seven format. All right, this is yep. going to be a really interesting game. Two teams coming off of a bye week, the 49ers at the Jaguars, and the 49ers are three-point favorites in Jacksonville. Yeah, I'm really interested in looking at this game because I think the Jaguars are playing really good football right now, and the 49ers aren't. Uh, someone was it someone that said it on here? Saying the any team to beat the car or the Cowboys has yet to win a game. That can't be right. It's the Cardinals are zero and six, and the 49ers are zero and three. We'll find out if the Eagles lose to I us on Monday night football next week. Yeah, I guess that did not get said on this podcast, but I guess it's the truth. So yeah, it'll be very interesting. I mean, that's just a weird stat. I, I forgot what John said about like if it's actually a coincidence or not, but like whenever I brought up Mahomes' cycle, but 
when you look at it, I think the 49ers come out, bounce back. They got Chase Young. They somehow improved their defensive line. I'm assuming they get Trent Williams back and Debo back, which are two crucial parts of the offense. I'm going to go 49ers, and I really was thinking about lock of the week here, but I'm just going to take 49ers. I would take their points. I am, uh, I like. Oh, oh, sorry, I'm yeah. out of turn. My yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. Get get back in the first place line. Good I'm, lord. I'm, I'm here. Sorry. I I have second place priority for sucking. Um, yeah. I'm confused by this line. Like, what sense does it make that a team that's lost three in a row, whose seventh round rookie quarterback has come back down to earth, going up against a team that what has Jacksonville won four in a row, five in a row at this point? Uh, oh. In Jacksonville. Why are they three-point road favorites? I this I, I do this every week. I just have to note one. This, to me, is the Vegas trap of the week. They are, like, begging you to take Jacksonville plus three. They, like, are basically saying, like, look, we're going to give you three points for a 6-2 and two team at home with Trevor Lawrence, and I'm not falling for the fucking trick. I'm taking San Francisco to win on the road. Yeah, I'm taking San Francisco to win as well. I think this would have been a pretty obvious underdog if it was um, – if it was – uh, three and a half. Three and, three and a half. half. Yeah. Yeah. This would have been but, my obvious underdog pick if it was three the, and a half. The thing about it is, um, I don't know what the health situation of the 49ers is at the moment. Um, look, as I'm looking at it, it looks like Trent Williams is back. Um, yeah. Just that you. Is very questionable. Yeah, and Debo's questionable. Um, I think that's where you kind of get this San Francisco getting the points back. I think there's still one of the most dangerous teams in the entire league. Um, but obviously they're a couple injuries away from, you know, Brock Purdy having to do a lot more than he usually does. Um, I like them to win this game. I'm going to take them, not necessarily for the purpose of the trap. I think this is probably where I'd put the line if it was up to me. Um, so I, I like San Francisco in this one. I will say it's interesting to think about the Jaguars' two losses. Texans, they got blown out by, and then the Chiefs. Everyone else they beat. So, And they were... Two losses have both come at home, so be interesting to see what happens with the Jaguar. Next game, Saints at Vikings. Saints are two-and-a-half-point road favorites. Yeah, Josh Dobbs, he looked insane last week for the Vikings, not even noting, knowing the snap count, knowing what the plays are, and he got it done. So, I mean, it was an incredible story, but with all that being said, I mean, the Saints the Saints are like the NFC version of, this, of the Steelers. They somehow find wins, but everyone knows they're dog shit. I'm gonna go Saints. Barely. I don't. I, I don't know if I would even touch this line. I would probably just take the points. They're giving Minnesota. I think it's a close one. Yeah, I'm not sure why Minnesota's uh, an underdog in this game. I mean, do they think Josh Dobbs is gonna play worse than he did last week? Josh Dobbs didn't practice. I want people to understand how fucking insane this performance out of Josh Dobbs was. He shows up on Wednesday. Doesn't practice one snap with anybody. Doesn't practice on Thursday or Friday. They travel on Saturday to Atlanta. He doesn't know half the guys' names. He's never done a rep with any of these guys. Doesn't know the playbook. They throw him in, and this fucker just... It's unreal. He just steps in and makes it look easy. I've never seen anything quite like it. He had a he had a quote or a... When they asked him about it uh, after the game, he had a really good way to put it. He said, it's like if you studied uh, AP Spanish for a year and then you had a big test coming up on Sunday that you'd been studying for all year in AP Spanish, and they said, it's actually going to be AP French, and you've got the rest of the week to figure it out. 
That's basically what they fucking did to him. Like, he, he got thrown in there and just made it work. I like Minnesota at home here, man. I really do. I think that they're in a good spot. I, I think Dobbs just continues to get better in Minnesota as he gets more comfortable. Okay, I have an explanation for why the line is so close. Uh, it's because they were playing the biggest idiots in football last week in the Atlanta Falcons. Um <laughs> I actually like the Saints in this game. Um, I've been a I've been a bit of a Vikings hater all year, um, and I think they got lucky that the Falcons are incompetent as hell. Um, so I'm gonna take the Saints. I think both these teams are like fake five and four. Um, the Vikings have done an impressive job to battle back to the position that they're in now, um, but I don't know, man. I'm I'm a big Josh Dobbs fan. Don't get me wrong. Um, I thought he played great. Um, but I think the Fal- the Falcons should be pretty embarrassed about what they let happen, um, and I'm not sure if the Viking or if the Saints will be as lenient with them. Um, they've got a good defense, so I will take the Saints. Falcons at Cardinals. The Falcons are one point favorites, and Kyler Murray is expected to make his season debut this week. Yeah, and James Conner comes off the injured reserve list. The Cardinals are getting pieces back. It's a little too late in the season. Uh, hopefully, they. Kind of just have some good pieces going and some good momentum going into the next year. But at the same time, you don't really want to ruin your draft stock. I think if they can get a weapon in Marvin Harrison Jr., that would be really good for them. But with that being said, I'm going to take Cardinals to win straight up. I think Kyler Murray and James Conner are really that determining point for this game. Yeah, uh, Arthur Smith is a football terrorist, and he needs to be fired immediately. That's what my roommate says, too. The only thing that makes any sense, and I've tweeted it, but I, it's only, the only thing that logically makes sense is he is betting these guys as unders. Like, he, there, it has to be. It has to be he's betting under Bijan, under Kyle Pitts, like, all these guys. There's no fucking reason you have these guys, and you're using Janu Smith like this in Tyler Algier. Why take a running back in the top 10 if he's going to be a fucking decoy? Did you see that today, John? They came out, Arthur Smith goes, he's a great decoy for us. What? What the fuck is going on in Atlanta, man? Give me Arizona yeah. here. I mean, look, man, and the thing that I think is the most interesting about it is I want to know what the front office thinks about what they've done. I mean, they've clearly made a prerogative to invest high draft capital in three consecutive years and a tight end, wide receiver, and running back. And all of them are basically shadowed away um, in this offense. That's got to be pretty frustrating. I mean, it, it's a bad look on the front office itself. It shows a lack of cohesion. Um, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Um, I'm inclined to always pick against the Falcons. I just really thought this last weekend was pretty damn embarrassing. Um, so I'm going to take the Cardinals with Kyler Murray back. I think the Cardinals might actually put a couple of wins together uh, going down the line here. Maybe not to their benefit, um, but Kyler yeah. Murray is kind of playing for his job. I mean, if he loses every game, it's very possible he could be sent right out the door. Um, so I like the Cardinals to get a couple wins. Interested to see what the Kyler Murray uh, loose from the chains of Cliff Kingsbury looks like. Um, so we'll have to see how that goes. Now, I will say this. This is the last week I'm ever going to take Kyler Murray the rest of the year because Modern Warfare 3 comes out on Tuesday. So he oh, will yeah. not be paying attention after this week. But uh, he, he, should be a, he should be good for this week. This is a fascinating matchup. Detroit at the Chargers. Detroit, or the Lions are one-and-a-half-point favorite. Detroit, lock of the week. I love the Lions here. I think when you look at the Lions coming into the Chargers, Chargers are coming in on a high. I think it kind of dies down. 
Detroit fans are probably going to travel out for this game. They've been on a bye. They're well-rested, coming off a good win against the Raiders. I think they get it done. Riley Patterson, you can still go suck a fucking dick, but that's neither here or there. I think the Lions come out really strong and uh, win by two. Or more. <laughs> two. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Or um, more. I'll take Detroit here. I just trust the coaching more. It's golf in a dome. The numbers really support that. So, yeah, let's take Detroit on the road here. I don't trust – you know, the Chargers have played Tyson Badgett and Zach Wilson the last two weeks. Uh, it's going to get a reality check right here with Jared Goff and that offense. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Lions here. Uh, I'm usually a Chargers merchant. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I think the Lions are pretty damn good this year, um, and I think they'll take care of business on the road. It should be a pretty good game, though, I think. I, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see which direction this falls. Giants and Cowboys. Cowboys are 16.5-point home favorites. Yeah. Uh, do we even need to discuss Cowboys? Daniel Jones out for the year. I think we. Cowboys. I don't think we. I don't think we see Daniel Jones play another snap for the Giants. I'm going to be honest. Possible. Uh, Cowboys minus 16.5 is my lock of the week. Might be the oh. biggest. Might be the biggest lock of the week in probably. It probably is. It probably is. <laughs> but, I mean, holy fuck, man! I don't know if the Giants are going to put up any points in this game. Week one, they lost forty to nothing, and that mm. was with a healthy Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, uh, and that was you know when they actually believed they they were good. Now you're two and seven. It's not even Tyrod Taylor. It's Tommy DeVito. It, that guy is straight dog shit. This is what Dallas does too is they lose to good teams, and then they come home and kick the shit out of bad teams. I mean, I don't think, as long as the Cowboys can put up 17 points, I think I could we could cover, I could cover this 17 to nothing. Yeah, um, I will say the Cowboys and the Dolphins are very similar teams in the sense that they, uh, they can take care of business against the shitters. So I absolutely agree with you, Jackson. Um, I will take the Cowboys to win. I do like the lock of the week that you took, to be honest. Um, obviously, 17 is always dangerous in the NFL. But, yeah, man, they already blew out the Giants. They've blown out a few other garbage teams. And outside of that hiccup to the Cardinals, they really haven't been stung many times this year. So I like them to take care of business big time here. All right. Commanders at Seahawks. Seahawks are six and a half point home favorites. Yep. Sorry, Jackson. I'm going to take Commanders underdog of the week here. It's all good. Uh, Didn't want it. That's insane that you're going with that. I mean, I I figured out that's what you were doing, and yeah, that's insane. We'll get to it. But no, I mean, I was looking at the list, and I think this is probably my best option for me, other than the Panthers. And I just you never know what Panthers team you're going to get. So therefore, that's why I took Commanders underdog of the week here. Uh, yeah, I, I like the Commanders to cover this one, but I like Seattle to win here. Uh, they got embarrassed last week. Good teams normally bounce back after getting embarrassed the way that Seattle did, so I'll take the Seahawks to win. Uh, I like them by a field goal at home. Um, yeah, I like the Seahawks here. I did not like the Commanders as an underdog of the league uh, opportunity. They basically mortgaged their whole team away coming into last week, um, and barely slipped by the New England Patriots who were garbage. Um, so I like the Seahawks to get a big win or get a bounce back win here after getting a little bit embarrassed in Baltimore last week. 
All right, that brings us to Sunday Night Football. For some reason, they didn't flex this fucking game. I have no idea why. Jets and Raiders. Jets are one-and-a-half-point road favorites. If the Jets would have won last night as we're recording this on Tuesday night, uh, this game actually would have been really good because the Raiders were coming in on a high, and they've actually looked good. I know that's against the Jets, but they're in good spirits. So I'm really interested to watch how this Raiders team performs. But, yeah, no, the Jets are back to dog shit. They're back to the Jets we thought they were going to be. Aaron Rodgers said he could be back in a few weeks. That would be fucking insane. I'm going to go Raiders, though. I no idea on this. Literally could just be flipping a coin. I'll take the Jets. I don't know. Um, I'm going to take the Raiders. Um, and I just want it to be said that I take exception to all of this Aaron Rodgers shit. Again, um, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, I, I do hope he comes back within three weeks, though, because I'm pretty confident that he will re-tear his Achilles if he does so. Um, and that would be pretty funny. Or whatever you can even do. I'm not sure what he's actually done. Is his Achilles even fully repaired yet? I mean, by what definition is a fully repaired Achilles? I don't know. Um, but Mr. Genius will figure it out. Um, and I'm excited to see him maybe injure himself again. That'd be pretty cool. So I hope he comes wow. back. I mean, that, that's quite the change in the last seven days. Because seven days ago, you made your D4 of the week anyone that thought he would come back this year. And no, now... no, 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 no. I said anyone that thought he could come back, and and I caveated it with saying that he could come back and either be garbage or re-injure himself. There's, if, if you actually think he's going to come back and be a good quarterback, that's crazy. We'll have to go get the tapes on that one. I could have sworn you just said he wasn't coming back, period. But... No, I said I'm pretty ca- – I agree that it was a big emphasis on that, but it was also caveated with if he does, if he does, it's he's going to either destroy his shit again or just be garbage. Um, now, I mean, look, I still don't think he's coming back, um, but I, I kind of hope he does. I kind of hope he does. I think he's more centered around the fact that it's stupid in general because, once again, plenty of players in their prime have had this injury kill their career – some 41-year-old that has a history of thinking he is smarter than everyone else is not going to be the one to break the the fact that the Achilles takes more than three months to return to playing from. Um, so, look, we'll see. We'll see. We'll have to watch. Monday night football. Denver Broncos at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are seven-and-a-half-point home favorites. Yeah, Jackson, I disagree with your pick because I know you're on Broncos underdog of the week. But with that being said, I think the Bills that come back strong. I think seven and a half might be a lot, but yeah, I think they still cover. I think they're coming pissed off. And I know we keep saying that, but no, this is this is it. Like, there's no way the Bills keep playing like dog shit and lose to the Broncos. Yes, there is, because I'm taking Denver underdog of the week here. Um, I get that Buffalo is supposed to be this great team, but people just need to wake up and realize that it's not. What do they do? I'm pretty sure I said this on the podcast last week, but if I didn't, I'll emphasize it now. What's one thing Buffalo does well? I can't, like when I watch these other teams, the the Bengals have Chase and Burrow. They do that fantastic. The 49ers run the hell out of the football. Baltimore runs the hell out of the football. Kansas City's creative with their play calling. What is something that Buffalo does good? What, like... They can't run the fucking ball. They haven't been able to run the ball since Sean McDermott took over seven years ago. It's gotten worse, if anything. This Broncos team isn't as bad as the one in five start they had. I it would not surprise me in the slightest if this Broncos team ended up going like eight and nine, nine and eight to end this year. 
kind of like Detroit did a year ago after their slow start. I take Denver here, and I think Buffalo's in serious trouble. Uh, I'm going to take Buffalo in a close one. I do agree. I think Buffalo's definitely slipped down the contender rankings ever since that win over Miami that got everyone really hyped over them. Um, uh, Yeah, I think they're fourth in the AFC in terms of danger level. Um, And I think there's not a hugely discernible difference between the Chiefs, Bengals, and Ravens towards the top at the moment. But I think the Bills have cemented themselves outside of that group um, because that was a... And, you know, it's not because they lost the one game. Obviously, you lose the Bengals. That's tricky. But I agree, Jackson. It just doesn't feel like they have much power coming from their side. Um, And you talked about something that teams do. I mean, the Chiefs are largely a defensive team at this stage in the season. And I don't think Buffalo's quite shown the dominance on that side of the ball either. So they need to start putting some things together if they want to convince me and everyone else that they are the danger that we should take them to be. Yeah, and it's just like, I've said this before, and I'm pretty sure you guys have disagreed with me, but I'll say it again. At at a certain point, a difficult conversation needs to be had about Sean McDermott and Buffalo. Because this team is way too talented to keep falling short like they keep every single season. I agree. I think if the Bills miss the playoffs, Sean McDermott should really be on the hot seat. If not, fired. I think think if he misses the playoffs, he's going home. But I think even if an early loss, I mean, I agree with Jackson. I think... At a certain point, you only get so many chances with a quarterback of Josh Allen's caliber, and it's not like they've been constructing, you know, idiotic rosters around him either. Yeah, and I, I think I said this after they lost to the Bengals in the playoffs last year. I was like, when do you have the difficult conversation about Sean McDermott? And I think people are now kind of starting to come more towards my side on that. Like, he reminds me a lot, and obviously we weren't really alive to see this, but just historically, he reminds me a lot of Chuck Knox, uh, the former Bills coach when they had Jim Kelly and those guys, or he also coached for uh, the Rams, I believe, where he was all, they're like the same coach where they got their teams to the playoffs, like a Marty Schottenheimer. Like they get their teams to the playoffs, but there's a ceiling. And we always, you know, we always talk about the ceiling on a quarterback or a player. We don't really talk about the ceiling on a coach very often, but it's kind of evident that Sean McDermott's ceiling has been mid-round playoff exits. Yep, and you know what's crazy, man, is if he would have just thought to squib the ball, he might have... Uh, probably has a Super Bowl. He probably has a Super Bowl if he squibs that ball. Yep. Which is the craziest thing. Because, I mean, look, man, that Bills team was pretty damn dangerous, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know. be interesting. But there's just no excuse anymore for Sean McDermott. Because you're, you're in a conference that Zach Taylor of the Bengals, the second year he had Joe Burrow, got him to a Super Bowl. Like it's there's no excuse in this league anymore for Sean McDermott. You've got to. I, I think if Buffalo's honest with themselves, they've got to have a tough conversation and potentially move on from Sean McDermott. And I think Sean McDermott's a capable coach. I don't think he's a dumbass like Arthur Smith or Josh McDaniels or one of those guys. But I do think that it's just at this point you got to be honest with yourself. He's not a Super Bowl winning head coach. Hmm. All right. I agree. That is all of our predictions for NFL Week 10. Obviously, Chiefs are on a bye. They play Philadelphia. That'll be a hell of a game coming out of the bye on Monday Night Football in Week 11. All right, guys. It's time to talk about it. Zoo loses to Georgia, 30-21. As we're recording right now, the new college football playoff ranking is not out. I don't anticipate Mizzou falls very far, but 
Uh, Mizzou's chance at winning the SEC East is gone, and the New York New York Six Bowl is not looking very likely. I'll let John go. We get in the New York Six. I'll let John go first here because John on Saturday was pretty down in the dumps. He was not very happy. Okay, to be fair, it was not a complete meltdown. No, I didn't say a meltdown. I agree. I think down in the dumps was more just upset at the fact that it felt a little bit like a missed opportunity, similar to the LSU game. Um, because as it stands, man, with, with losing both of those games, um, there's not much of a path to do something exciting. And I think that this team, in some ways, was good enough to do something exciting. Um Look, man, having said that, I mean, look, I can't be, I'm, I can't lose my mind, say we Mizzoued or any of that. It's a team that's won 25 straight games. We're just another, another drop in that bucket. Um, you know, it's just, for, for moments there, it felt like this is a game we could win. Um, probably more times than I would have preferred. Um, and then you throw an interception to a big D lineman. Um, but to be honest, look, there's not a ton to be said. I mean, you just lose. Um, you still have an opportunity to win out on the season. Um, and, I mean, look, outside of a couple of um, just weird behavior uh, patterns from Eli Drinkwitz in this game, um, I don't have anything that I can really complain about with Mizzou. Um, I think they can still finish the year strong. And... Yeah, I also shout out to Brady Cook because even though he made that poor play, um, I mean, look, the guy's a dog. Um, we shit on him quite a bit, um, but he has delivered ballsy performances multiple times. Um, and I think at some point he has what it takes to win a game like that. I think he will before he leaves Mizzou. Um, so, you know, it's just it's just a stop. It's just a disappointing to not get it because it was a big opportunity, but you know, you can't you can't lose your mind over it. There's worse things that could happen. Yeah. Uh, looking at it, the only way Mizzou makes a New York Six Bowl if Bama beats Georgia in the SEC championship. So, because if you get two SEC championship or two SEC teams in the playoff, then that leaves third place making the Cotton Bowl or Sugar Bowl, one of the two. Which they would probably still give to LSU, if we're being honest. Even if we yeah. finish with a better record, they'll probably still find a way to give it to LSU. But, I mean, no, it was frustrating on Saturday because they were, like John said, moments where if it's a different if it's a different outcome of a play, then we're looking good. The third and seven pass interference sucked, but you can't really complain about that now. Um, yeah, I mean, this team still has a lot to play for. Ten wins. In a season that people thought you would get five or six, that's a lot. So I'm so I'm not happy about where this team is. I think next year we're going to be even better because I truly think we don't lose that many people. Our defense might look a little thinner, which is somewhat concerning, but our offense literally isn't going anywhere. So that's good. Yeah, it was it was a frustrating loss. Um, you know, at the end of the day, as excited as I was for the game and as high hopes I had for the game, did I ever really? Um, have 100% full faith that we were going to win the game? No, not really. Um, even though we had opportunities and, you know, <laughs> I always make fun of people that make fun of the refs, but there was definitely some moments in that game where momentum shifted based off of some calls. So that really, it just sucked because it was a good-ass game between both teams and you'd like to see the refs just stay out of it. 
but yeah, I mean, I agree with you all. This is a huge week this week against Tennessee. They should be taking it personal that they're home underdogs against Tennessee in this game. That They should be pissed off about that still. Um, they, they've got, like I said, a lot to play for. A 10-win season. Even if you were to lose one of these last three games, you still have an opportunity at a 10-win season uh, in, in a bowl game. So, And, of course, winning a bowl game for the first time in, what, a decade? So, you know, there's still still stuff to play for. Just disappointing, and it's it's one that if this was next year, our season wouldn't be over, right? We'd still have something to play for. We could still make the top 12. So that, it sucks, but, you know, it's not like, it's not like some of the previous year Mizzou letdowns. This is not, you know, it's not a huge deal. It's Georgia, man. And I, I don't think Georgia will win the national championship, but I also don't think they're going to lose to anyone in the SEC. Like this conference is just, they're running through it. Yeah, ma'am. Indeed. Indeed. You could argue look, we're the team that gives them the hardest time in the SEC. Like we really yeah. do no, give I, them a hard ass time and they know it. I look, I mean, I'm gonna be honest, I think this game people gave Mizzou the respect they deserved after this performance. Like I saw some people saying that Mizzou would like whip Ohio State or Michigan. Um that might be a little far. Yeah, no. <laughs> um but but regardless, I mean I think we'd play an even closer game with them. Um yeah, I, I thought it was really good. Um, and I think, if anything, it spells for what we could do next season, man. There's still improvements to be made. We have a great shot at closing the year out. I mean, if we go 10-2, and two, I don't know exactly what the bull implications would be, but I imagine they'd be pretty good. Um, like, an outside chance at the Peach Bowl with, you know, like, you're probably getting something like, I read, like, the Citrus Bowl or something like that. That would be a good opportunity to, you know, get a big win in something like that. So still some games to look forward to. Um, and it's not the end of the world. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's the over overwhelming over, not overwhelming, but the, just the feel for most Mizzou fans after this week, they, they, it's hard to be mad at the performance that they put up in Georgia and me and me and Josh were together. And maybe this was just us being pissed off at the time, but we both agree that we think Mizzou has a really, really good opportunity to beat Georgia next year in Columbia. Mm-hmm. 100. We'll be in Como too, so I'm excited. Yeah. So the fact at home, I mean, this Georgia team, the only teams in the country I could see beating Georgia would be the Michigan, Ohio State. Um, that could Oregon be or Washington. Oregon or Washington could beat Georgia. Georgia yeah. doesn't have the offensive power to keep up with Washington. They, the Georgia, Washington doesn't have the defense to stop Georgia. Like there's there's holes in every team. It, it'll be it, it's going to be a fun playoff, and of course. You know, Bama is playing their best football of the year right now. They look like they're going to get to play Georgia in the SEC title game. So we'll see. Uh, a lot of good football still left to be played. Big month coming up, obviously, for that. Uh, anything I else? Got, oh, yeah, go ahead. I, I have one. I have a question because this came into my head after we lost. And this really is just like, this wasn't just mainly for Mizzou. But if you were only guaranteed one more sport uh, championship, what would it be and when would it be? Hmm. John, to be honest first? with you, I couldn't tell you. I would say if I could pick one of my teams to win a championship, to, I would. The, the problem is if you can guarantee it, then it's not as sweet. Like, it's not as fun if you know it's going to happen. But saying I would just not know it's going to happen, I would say a Mizzou 
a Mizzou men's basketball national championship in the next 10 years. That would be, that would probably be the one I'm fiending for the most. Yeah, I know. I don't know if I want to go college or like Royals. Because we've like, seen the Chiefs. We've seen the Royals. Um, I've seen my NBA team do it. So it really does yeah, just leave. It really, it really does just leave Mizzou for me. And uh, yeah, John, what would you do if I'm picking one title? One title. When? What would it be? And what, yeah, and when would you want it? Fuck, man. <laughs> This one's hard. He said, fuck. Uh, honestly, just have the Clippers win it this year. Give me instant gratification. See, um, I'm, I'm stuck between the Mizzou fact- basketball, football, and Tottenham. But, yeah, I mean, well, I would love Tottenham. Uh, that one's pretty high up there, too. Shit. I think uh, if, I agree good. with Jackson. I think if Mizzou basketball could somehow pull off the impossible – because like, we have, there is no chance Mizzou basketball will win a national championship in the next fifteen years. There is not. Okay, no. Yeah, see, is. that's where you're. That's crazy there talk. Is, there is a chance. San, there, San, there Diego, is. San Diego State just went to the national championship game. Like, what, yeah. What, okay. All I'm saying is like, I don't know. I but it's also Mizzou basketball. Like I'm just saying, I would agree with that because I think it would just be insane. I would honestly take it one in like the next five, ten years when I'm still in my peak like adult life, like partying. just having fun. Yeah, partying. <laughs> yes, yeah, partying. Not, not when I'm sixty years old and, and gotta fall asleep at halftime of the national championship game. Yeah. yeah. I agree. It's fun hypothetical that obviously won't happen. I mean I don't expect it Mizzou basketball to ever I don't even expect us to make a final four in my lifetime. But if we did it'd be great. That's our goal this year, Dennis Gates said. Well, Make the final four. What's he supposed to say? Uh, win a natty? I don't know. Do you not believe we can win a natty if we make the final four? Fuck. Yeah. I'm also, good. Tamar Bates, holy shit, I knew he was going to be good. I thought he – I just – it did not make sense how dog shit he was in Indiana. Because if you watch his high school tape, that man is fucking insane. Let's and relax. It was good. Arkansas Pine Bluff, okay? Dude, but we don't Tamar need Bates. to go crazy over an Arkansas Pine Bluff win that uh, – I saw I saw John was not too happy with the total in that game. Uh, uh, God dude. damn it! Wait, how how much did you miss out by? <laughs> it was like well, didn't... I took it live. I took it live. Uh, so so like literally, it was it was like if we didn't score there and they ran the clock out, I would have won. Um, but the basket. John, I'm going to be honest. Over. I'm going to be honest. If they would have scored, I would have lost my plus 3,000 parlay that I hit last night. So, If they would have? if Argon- Are we talking about Arkansas Pine Bluff at the end? He's talking. No. You're, you're talking about no. the Mizzou basket at the end, right? No. Yeah, the Mizzou basketball game. Mizzou oh, went do you down have the under? Three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that three won me my bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was rough. Your, um, your, your reaction, John, was so fucking funny. No, everyone there is just like... The well, game's it's over. Everyone's just because... like clapping that we made a three, and you're losing your fucking mind that that went in. Wait, were you on TV, John? <laughs> no, I just met our bud. My buddy was filming it. Um, but look, okay. The funniest part of that whole situation is that Mizzou like got a steal or like an offensive or a rebound there, 
and everyone started like cheering Mizzou on to go like go score again and I'm standing there like telling them to slow down like slow the fuck down what do you know they didn't even need to shoot they go down fucking crank a three with 25 seconds on the shot clock bang there it is, man. <laughs> the bit, we've got to post this on Twitter, bro. Your reaction, you're looking back at the camera before they even shoot the shot. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I'm like, why are they not doing it? They're just, oh my god. Oh yeah. my goodness gracious. That that had me laughing my ass off last night. Uh, all hey, right, let's, yeah. let's, let's go ahead and get into D4 to the I was going to say I'm seven and zero in my basketball picks, so I'm oh, pretty fucking God, happy. Shut up. Okay, all right, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into our D four of the week. Uh, my D four of the week is Michigan State. I could have told you they were dog shit, but I didn't expect them to lose the fucking James Madison dog shit. It's been a great year for James Madison athletics. Nine and zero in yeah. football, uh, and they might not even get a bowl game. Why wouldn't they get a bowl game? Because they're technically like FCS. Oh, well, they just beat Michigan State on the road. Uh, I felt, who's the dude on Michigan State that, like, had 35 yesterday? I felt terrible for him. I don't know. Do you know when we played Arkansas Pine Bluff, like, two dudes on that team literally had, like, 80 points or something out of their, or not 80, like, 60 points out of their 77? It was it was just like last year when we played. Uh, I forgot who we started the year with last year, but we gave we scored a shit ton and gave up a shit ton to start the year. Uh, kind of an interesting. The yeah, they had two guys total sixty four out of the seventy nine points. Their starters, other than those two guys, scored four points. John, That's insane. John, who's your D four of the week? My D four of the week is Josh McDaniels. Uh, the whole like whenever a coach gets fired. Like, you know, beat writer, like, saga breakdown happened. Yeah. And apparently, like, a week before he got fired, they had, like, a like players and coaches meeting, and basically everyone, like, aired their grievances. Um, and the guy who is now the interim coach uh, for the Raiders got up and talked about how he was on the 07 Giants and that, like, one trait that they had that the Raiders are missing is that, like, they believed they, like, believed they were better than every team they played. And they're like we weren't afraid of the Patriots at all. Like we knew we were we knew we were gonna kick their ass or something like that. Um, and like apparently the players really liked it. And then after the meeting, Josh McDaniels went up to the guy that said that and said, "Never talk about the Patriots like that again." So Josh <laughs> McDaniels is clearly a fucking loser. Um, that is for sure. Um, and the other thing is, uh, I think that Bill Belichick's coaching tree makes up three of the worst coaches of, like, this era of football. Um, between Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, and Josh McDaniels, we have three of the worst coaches we have ever seen. Um, so that is pretty funny. And that's I all, think that's one not of even to mention, Not even to mention Bill O'Brien in Houston. Yep. Yep, he was garbage, too. And, I think I'll put him above the rest of those guys, but he was he still wasn't, garbage. He wasn't garbage, but uh, he also got – Brian Flores also didn't last as a head coach. Yeah, well, so, that was a little bit more of a complicated situation, to be fair. Yeah, but still, no, nobody in the tree. I don't think he has a guy in the tree left. And it's funny because then you look at the Andy Reid tree, and he's got, like, John Harbaugh out there, um, John McDermott, who I'm saying should get fired, but he's out there. Um, Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. Matt Nagy had a job at one, one point. Um, P. Enemy, the one guy who couldn't get a job. And then you got the, the Sean McVay slash – or the Kyle Shanahan tree with Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, like all those guys. 
Yeah, the, the Patriot way is outdated, and it just doesn't work anymore. That, that's what just honestly has to be... That's just what people need to start accepting. That's what people, these franchises need to start understanding, is that this Patriots way of treating these guys like they're fucking college players still, and, you know, we're just going to be grittier and tougher than other teams. It, it doesn't really work in an era where you have Tyree Kill running a 4 all right, what's your D4 of the week, Jackson? Yeah, um, I would say, like, nothing really overly pissed me off this week, which is a rare thing in sports, especially with how busy the sports world is right now. Because, uh, yeah, but I but I have to go with um, LSU for not covering the plus three and a half. They that were was in, some motherfucking bullshit. <laughs> they were in the game. They were up 28 to 21 in the third quarter. I'm feeling great about it. Hey, guys, you might want to use a fucking quarterback spy. Jalen Monroe, or Milroe, however you say his fucking name. 155 rushing yards, four touchdowns as a quarterback. Like, are we fucking serious? Now, a little bit of me was excited, a little happy about that. It was like, well, now LSU fans get to feel how fucking annoying it is when a quarterback can just run all over your defense, like Jaden Daniels ran all over ours. But yeah, man, I, I thought I had that cover for sure. LSU defensively just broke down. Jaden Daniels just did not have it in the fourth quarter. Brutal. Still had a winning week in college last week, but that was the difference between four one and one and three two and one. So, uh, before we before we wrap up the podcast, just a little breaking news. This is actually coming from Shams, but it's NFL related. Martavius Bryant signing with the Dallas Cowboys after being reinstated in the NFL. <laughs> of course. So, of course, it's the Cowboys. Yeah, of course. So there's that. So interesting. Yeah. Um, also, Carson Wentz signed with the Rams today. That was yep. that was a little interesting. That. It's not good news for our over on the the Rams six and a half on the season. Thought Matthew Stafford would be back <laughs> after the bye week. It appears as if maybe that won't be the case. So whoops, that 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 does not look good right now. Carson Wentz is bad. Yeah, pretty He's bad. Shit. And then uh, one thing I wanted to talk about before we got off was the Cubs basically firing David Ross without firing him by. Hiring great counsel, poaching him from the Brewers, making him the highest paid manager in baseball with before firing David Ross. That was how David Ross figured out he lost the job is when they hired Craig Council to be manager. Unreal. I could honestly give a D4 of the week to that. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's especially crazy too, because like Craig Council's from Milwaukee and he just kinda dipped on him. That is, I mean, so. There's no, there is no loyalty. It is money. That if if you needed another example, the money will attract mm-hmm. the players and coaches. That there is. Well, I was born here. No, don't worry about that. It dollar signs make the difference. All right, appreciate it. Speaking of money, oh, go ahead. Bill Self got five years, fifty-five million dollars for getting getting past four FBI investigations or whatever the hell. Um, I fucking hate the Jayhawks. Uh, Fuck them. Mizzou's going to win at Allen Fieldhouse this year. <laughs> yeah, okay. This is the new Mizzou's going to win at Georgia. We needed something new. All right. mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, hey, them Tigers are good, man. They're good. Uh, jo- Josh told me preseason they're not making the tournament, so I, I can't believe it. Well, uh, well I, I said we'll be fighting for a spot we're worse than we were last year. That is what I said. Dude, okay. I think there are some facets of this team that are better. I think this team is definitely better defensively, more long athletic guys, and I think this team is definitely deeper. Like, first of all, Sean East is clearly not Sean East from last year. I know it was Arkansas Pine Bluff, but clearly he's better. Um, and I think everyone this year is better than, like, the Sean East and the Trago Millions of last year. Um, 
So definitely a deeper team. But yeah, you're definitely going to have to find ways to replace the uh, the big star power at the top. But I think they also, look pretty good. I'm excited yeah, to watch Vanover. Yeah, Vanover uh, has to miss yeah. the first three games for some bullshit, but it's whatever. He played in a, yeah. in a tournament. Like, yeah, what? Okay. yeah, because because they fucking enforce the rules to a T with Mizzou. Yeah, but none of those bitches got suspended for Kansas. Oh my god! Uh, I also thought Aiden Shaw looked really good last night. I thought he lit in the minutes mm-hmm. he had, and I also thought Caleb Brown actually had a little bit of an impressive showing last night. So uh, yeah, I agree. A lot of the guys that returned uh, impressed me last night, and who could forget about uh, Big Meat Nick Honor? He looked great. Big so. Meat. So, uh, yeah, excited about the season for that big one against Memphis on Saturday. But that'll be it for this Friday. week's episode. Oh, no, are you going to that game? Oh, okay. Every time oh, I try yeah, on this yeah. episode. The Memphis game? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Is that in Columbia? Yep. Yep. Okay. Like, I didn't know if that was going to be like a St. Louis game. Well, appreciate everybody for listening, as always. And we'll see you next week.